You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome to this week's episode of Titans Time, covering the week six matchup between the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Before we get started, let's hear a word from the official Titans Time sponsor, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the southern middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931 279 1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the Titans Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. We've got the upcoming game on Sunday to talk about the Tennessee Titans against the Houston Texans in Nashville. Uh, We've got the injury report, uh, bold predictions, score predictions, and just us two talking about the game. Uh, So, Those are some of the things that we're going to be covering. Stay tuned to hear all of that. Tyler, uh, I know that ESPN has the Titans favored by three points, or at least that is the latest that I've seen today. How do you feel about that? Uh, It's weird actually being favored in games now. Um, You know, we're not used to the national media really giving us the, uh, I guess, the attention that we deserve or even credit. Yeah, the credit. That's the word I was looking for. So, you know, there's times where it makes me a little bit nervous when they favor us because, you know, we're we're thought of as that underdog and it lets us have that chip on our shoulder. But at the same time, you know, this Texans team is kind of – I don't really know what to think of it. I mean, they're, they're one and four and got their first win against a Jaguars team that has just fell apart since – they played us and you know we'll get into some keys of the keys to the game later but yeah it feels it's weird but it's also nice to uh be favored in these games well uh i i know the titans uh always play better i feel like uh with a chip on their shoulder like you said or you know being the underdogs i feel like they always play better that way um you know, I I don't know. I just feel like a four and O team facing a one and four team uh, should be favored by a little bit more. And I know it's the NFL; anything can happen. Any team can come out and beat another on any given day. But I feel like the Titans are probably um, at least three points, or I'm sorry, six points better than the Houston Texans. I feel like that spread should be a little bit more. Uh, if you're betting on the spread, I mean, I'm not a betting expert or anything like that, so I probably honestly wouldn't take my advice, but I feel like that's pretty favorable for the Titans. Well, and that's where, um, you know, you're talking about feeling like it should be more of a spread. Maybe that's where we get the uh, chip on our shoulder for this week because, you know, they're giving us some respect but still disrespecting us by saying, oh, well, the, the 4 no Titans are just going to be a three-point favorite over the 1-4 and four Texans. So right. maybe that's where we get the chip on our shoulder. And, you know, Titans versus the world, man. Titans versus the world. And maybe that has something to do with the injury report that came out today. And maybe as some of these injuries become a little bit clearer, that uh, margin will increase a little bit. But uh, as far as, you know, the, the, uh, the names that are on the list today, uh, there are two – that uh, did not practice today, uh, and that is A.J. Brown, Jadavion Clowney. Uh, And then 
on IR is Darrington Evans. Um, excuse me, there were more than two that did not practice today. Uh, one of those being Daquan Jones and Chris Milton. Those were the two names that I'd missed. Um, and then limited in practice was Nick Zubner, Chris Jackson, Jonathan Joseph, Joshua Kalu, Dennis Kelly, Taylor Dewan, Jeremy McNichols, Laurel Murchison, Kareem Orr, Jonu Smith, Kenny Vaccaro, Nick Westbrook, and Malcolm Butler. So that is a huge list of names. Uh, and, you know, if you were able to listen all the way through that without tuning out, for one, uh, props to you. And um, for two, you heard that there were a lot of key names on there. Yeah, 17 guys on that injury report. Luckily, you know, we only have one that is going on injury reserve, and that's Evans, Darrington Evans. But he's only going to be on there. Uh, he's on the short term IR. Well, so it's a minimum of three weeks. Right, three weeks. And it could but, end up being longer, but we've at least got that to look forward to that he can be right. back in three weeks. But at least we don't have more people that have been put on that. And all the guys that you named off, especially the key guys, I'm not going to look too much into them missing practice today. I mean, they just played Tuesday night. We're talking about two days ago, you know, because we're recording this on Thursday. So I'm not going to look too much into it because they're needing that recovery time. And I fully expect these guys to play on Sunday. Like I don't see, I don't see them being kept off the field uh, or anything like that. There is um, two that I see that I am a little worried about, and that's Chris Jackson and Dennis Kelly. Chris Jackson with a hamstring injury, and Dennis Kelly uh, is dealing with a groin injury. And so that leads me to believe maybe we see Isaiah Wilson this week. We could see a panda sighting this week. That, that would uh, that would make me feel good because, you know, I was big on him coming in and actually being the starter at the at the beginning of the season. So seeing him get get to actually play a game would at least make me feel a little little better about uh, you know my thoughts on him coming into the season. Yeah, you know, if he does get to finally be out there, I'm excited to see what he can do and. I said that I believed halfway through the season we might see him come in, and we're getting close to that mark. Um, granted, wish he could have a little bit more practice time since he's been on the uh, COVID list for what feels like forever uh, now, and he finally got to come off of it, you know, he wasn't able to be active for Tuesday night's game. The NFL made the Titans wait until uh, Wednesday to be able to actually activate him. So, you know, maybe we see a panda sighting. And I'm just going to tell you, against this uh, Texans defense that's not very good against the run, I'd like to see Derek Cannery running behind big guy Isaiah Wilson. Well, would it not just be absolutely amazing after – Everything that we've heard about Isaiah Wilson, he's out of shape. Uh, he, he's honestly, we've heard he's just not good uh, from from a couple a couple of times. We've heard that as well. And then, you know, all of the COVID-related issues and all, all the different kind of things that we've heard about him, would it not just be great for him to come out and play a spectacular game uh, if he does get to play? 
Oh, it would be huge. And, but, you know, granted, if he does get to, uh, like if Kelly is out and Isaiah Wilson's in, he's going to have a tough test for uh, his first game because I believe he would have J.J. Watt lining up across from him. And I know Watt's getting older. He's been kind of injury prone over the last couple years, but you can't question the man's work ethic. And he puts in the time, and there was a point where he was the best defensive player in the game. And Shout-outs. Do what? Easy with the shout-outs. I'm not really giving him a shout-out. I'm just saying that you still have to respect his game some, and that could be a tough matchup for Isaiah Wilson to have to come into if he does get you know, his first playing time this next week. Right. Agreed. Um, and then there's a, a name on this injury report uh, that we've been missing for a few weeks now that, of course, played in the game and now uh, is showing up that he did not practice. That's A.J. Brown. I, yeah, I don't like seeing where he's not at practice, but, you know, with – I believe it was a knee bruise that he had, correct? Right. Do uh, you think that that – uh, this is kind of an indicator they may have brought him back too early? I don't think so. I think it's just since he had that knee, knee bruise, he come out and played a very good game against the Bills. I think they're just giving him an extra day of rest, um, even if he rests again tomorrow. I think they're just letting him rest up and keeping him ready for game day. You know, he he even talked about how after the game, you know, he's done – more than what they were probably wanting him to because he was so ready to get back out there. He would he was making sure every chance he got he was icing his knee, doing whatever he could to get back as quick as possible. So I don't see I don't see him coming back for just the Bills game and then being out a couple of weeks again. I think he's gonna be out there. Right. Hopefully there are not any um setbacks or anything like that uh and hopefully this is just kind of a precautionary thing to give him some more rest before we play and some other big news jeffrey simmons coming off the covid list today so very right, good chance huge to have him back uh on sunday if he is able to play yeah if he's able to play then i'm expecting some uh pretty big things from our defensive line because, you know, I haven't got to watch the Texans much this year, but I don't believe their guards are that good. And Jeffrey Simmons could have a field day with those guards and getting back there to Deshaun Watson. Right. Well, let's talk about the Texans uh, a little bit because, you know, we talk about the Titans week in, week out. They, they're always the constant uh, that we're talking about. So let's talk about their opponent, um, Houston Texans, you know, they have not had a whole lot of success with the run. Uh, they've only been aver- averaging 84.6 rushing yards per game, but they have averaged just over 290 passing yards per game. Uh, and obviously that comes from, you know, Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller leading that passing attack. Um, there is yeah. one weakness, though, with that passing game. And that is the fact that Deshaun Watson has been sacked a total of 17 times so far this season. And that's the third most in the NFL, and that's a huge number when you compare it to the three times that Ryan Tannehill has been sacked this season. 
Yeah, that's a uh, major difference there. And, you know, here's the hoping that that means our pass rush can actually get it done this week. Um, you know, I want to see Clowney get back there and get a couple sacks. I want to see Landry getting some more sacks. And Simmons, I want to see all these guys just getting back there and terrorizing Deshaun Watson. Right. And, and one added benefit is that Laramie Tunsil is actually – um, questionable for the game. I'd say he's one of their best offensive linemen. Um, they're at tackle, and if he misses the game, that's going to leave huge holes in their offensive line. There's already holes in their offensive line even when he is in the game. Uh, and so this will give the Titans a chance to improve on third down so they'll be able to get more pressure on Deshaun Watson. And, uh, you know, getting pressure on him is going to be a huge step towards forcing – the Texans offense kind of into a stagnant state. So if they can get all get out early and do that, uh, maybe they can bring the the Texans offense to a halt early and keep it that way. Yeah, that's one thing, um, you know, you kind of mentioned it about getting off the field on third downs. They need to make sure that they keep Deshaun Watson contained. I mean, we've seen it in the Bills game where we would get them in third and long situations and – our pass rush would get so close to getting Josh Allen and he would find a way to slip out of the pocket, extend the play, and get the first down. And, I mean, Deshaun Watson has that same ability. You know, he's probably even, um, I would say, more mobile than Allen is. And he can, you know, if our pass rush is just getting close to him, and he's able to slip out of the pocket, he can extend these plays and, you know, make us pay. So, you know, got to keep him contained. So the Texans um, have fired Bill O'Brien, and that was, I believe, like two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, Matt, could they not have kept him just for a couple more weeks and let us get this first game against him over with? I mean, just – that would have been the icing on the cake for this year with all of the moves that he's made to just get to beat him one more time and, you know, have that under our belt. Right. Well, I, what I was going to ask you is, you know, how do you feel like a new head coach is going to impact their, you know, ability to maybe st stick with the Titans in this game? Um. You know, when coaching changes happen during the season, there's all, I mean, it's always 50 50 on how it can go. Either the team can fall apart or the team kind of gets a new life about them. And I would say that this team has gotten a new life about them considering they got their first win this but past week. But it was week. against the Jaguars. That is the point I was going to make. It was against the Jaguars. And I, I don't know. I'm interested to see how they do against the Titans. Um, they have they have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the offense first for them. They have weapons and they can make things happen, especially if Sean Watson can extend plays. So, as long as they're getting some better play calling than they were the first four weeks of the season there's that chance that they can stick with the Titans. But I just – I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, you know, I think the Texans are kind of on the ropes right now. And 
just absolutely, you know, obliterating them could, you know, knock them out in their season uh, and in their hopes of maybe somehow making a comeback in the AFC South and uh, clinching like a wild card or something. That's the main thing for me with this game is since they are in the AFC South, right now we're at the top of the AFC South and at the top of the AFC just in general. I mean, as a Titans fan, I want this win just because it's the Titans playing football. But then looking into it more, this just grows our lead in the division and gives us another win against the AFC opponent and keeps us atop of the AFC. Always the division game, uh, or the case with every division game, you want to win it uh, because it just increases your chances – to make the playoffs. That's the end goal, playoffs, Super Bowl. And, and um, you mentioned their uh, rushing attack. Uh, I want to jump back to that right quick. Right now they rank 30th in the league in rushing yards and 26th in rushing touchdowns. But that being said, the uh, Titans are giving up five and a half yards per carry still and ranked 27th in the league in rushing yards. So we got to make sure that we keep uh, the Texans contained there. Like, yes, their rushing attack hasn't been that good this year, but our defense doesn't need to be the defense that lets them get going and have a big game. Right. Well, that's exactly what I was about to say is, you know, you can say all day long the Texans have been, you know, bad against the run so far this year, um, which is kind of funny because that's – it seems like that's what Bill O'Brien traded um, DeAndre Hopkins away to improve, uh, trading him for David Johnson. It just doesn't seem like that has worked out for him. As we said during the offseason, it wouldn't. Um, But, you know – I just feel like the Titans are always the team. When you say someone or a team is bad at something, they let them have a good game. Kirk Cousins had like the worst passer rating of his career, worst QB rating of his career uh, the week before playing the Titans. And I, you know, I put my thoughts out there that he was going to have another bad game and he comes out and plays an incredible game. So, right, well, another thing I want to throw out there, and by no means am I saying that you, at one point David Johnson was one of the better running backs in the league. At no point am I saying – For a year, you mean? Right. I'm not saying he's on Dalvin Cook's level at all when I say this, but before the Vikings played the Titans, Dalvin Cook didn't have 100 rush yards yet in a game. And then he comes out and has 180 on the Titans – I mentioned the five and a half yards per carry that they're allowing, and that's that's last in the league. They're ranked last in the league for yards per carry. So they've done a lot better against the Bills. And right, but you look at the fact that Daquan Jones is uh you know, he didn't practice today and you know that leaves them without one of their best run defenders. Right. But Daquan, um, you know, like you mentioned. He played this past week against the Bills. He hadn't practiced yet this week, but we're getting Jeffrey Simmons back. And, you know, we didn't have Simmons against the Bills. 
So Daquan stepped up, done what he needed to do. I mean, he was blowing plays up. You know, when I was watching that game, he was making running, making the running backs have to make that extra cut, trying to get to a different hole, different gap, and you know, he was just there. And I think even if Daquan doesn't play this week, Jeffrey Simmons is going to be the guy to do that, and he can step up and do that because he's been. I'm willing to say he's probably been our best defensive player so far this year. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, I don't know. I know that that's a, a, a bad answer to give, but I, I don't know. I don't. Um, I mean, he's been a difference maker for us. Right. Uh, agreed. Um, I think I would agree with you. I think I, I would. Um We've talked a lot about how the Titans, how the Titans need to go about stopping the Texans. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about how they should go about putting points up against the Texans, and I don't think that's going to be very hard, honestly. Which is why we haven't talked a lot about it. I mean, things have been going really well for the Titans' offense. They've scored thirty or more points in each of their last three games. Uh, they're going to have more offensive talent on the field for this game than they did against the Bills. And the Texans defensively aren't as good as the Bills. So, to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, in my opinion, it just does not seem like the Texans have what it takes to stop the Titans this next week. And if they want a chance to uh, stay in the game, they're going to have to score with the Titans and uh, be up there around the mid-20s, uh, even into the low 30s. Do you think this is going to be uh, Derrick Henry's breakout game? Uh, that when is, I say breakout uh, game. When I say breakout game, I mean I know he's had over, he's had a game. Oh, I understand. I understand what you mean. Um, All right, just making sure. Um, Do you think this is that game? Well, when you look at the fact that the Texans are missing um, their probably one of their better run defenders, uh, the linebacker who was put on IR, and I can't exactly think of his name, but he. You know, he's been one of their better run defenders this season. I just – that leaves the, another hole in their defense. And Derrick right, Henry well, is going to do, you know, what Derrick Henry does. You know I'm I'm big on stats. And we talked about where the Titans' defense ranks against the uh, run. The Texans rank 31st in the league in rushing yards allowed. Uh, this season. Right. I was going to say that they've been bad against the run this season, but I didn't have the stats to back that up. So that's kind of why I, kind of why I was hesitating to say that. They rank 20th in rushing touchdowns allowed and rank 24th in uh, yards per carry allowed. So I think this could be uh, Derrick Henry's breakout game. I mean, going up against the Texans team. They've only had one game where they held the opponent under 100 yards rushing, and that was against the Jaguars. Um, right now, or just looking back at their stats. Which absolutely killed my hopes in fantasy football because I made the amazing <laughs> pickup for James Robinson and really, really needed him last week. Going back through the past five weeks for them, uh, Jaguars had 75 rushing yards against them. 
the Vikings had 162 rush yards against them. The Steelers had 169. The Ravens had 230 rush yards against them. And the Chiefs had 166 rush yards against them. So I'm thinking we finally see that breakout game from Henry and can see maybe him get back to, uh, at least for this game, averaging close to five yards per carry. Uh, you know, there's there's that possibility for this game. I hope so. I hope that, that we can see that because I think that that's just going to replenish that fear into uh, other teams' minds and going forward make them continue to stack the box like they have been, and it's just going to allow Ryan Tannehill to just keep uh, playing at the level that he has been throughout uh, a little bit further into the season until teams start to respect him again, in which at that point Derrick Henry will just have another monster game and we'll just be living in a cycle for the next four years while we have those two under contract. Right. And, you know, that was the only way I don't see Derrick Henry having that breakout game this week is if the Texans do stack the box. And if we're able to have all of our offensive weapons back, that's not going to be good for their secondary because if they stack the box, Tannehill's fixing to have another big game. I mean, he had four total touchdowns against the Bills. Well, what he's doing is he's making himself a damn fine candidate for MVP. I agree. I can't, I can't argue that point at all. He's, He's showing everyone now that while, yes, in the playoffs, Derrick Henry was uh, kind of the identity of our team, if you just sell out on Derrick Henry, Tannehill's going to tear your secondary apart. Right. Well, we've pretty much, you know, covered the bases of this game, laid out all the facts, uh, unless it looked like you were about to add something. I am going to add one thing. The Titans' offensive line, I've already mentioned one guy that they need to watch out for with being J.J. Watt. But they also, coming off the other side, have Whitney Merciless. And, you know, they're going to have to make sure to, uh, I believe Merciless has three sacks on the season and Watt has two. So, you know, they just need to make sure that they keep those guys uh, – away from Tannehill because, you know, like I mentioned, Watt's getting older, but he can he can still get back there and make some plays. I think if right. they keep Tannehill upright, this game's not going to be good for uh, the Texans' defense. So, like I, like I was saying, um, and by the way, I, I agree, uh, got to continue to keep pass rushers away from Ryan Tannehill. Uh, but we've covered the bases of this game pretty much, so it's time to get to kind of our, our quick hitters, and uh, we'll start with our keys to the game. And I'll just lay mine out there first because it's going to be real quick. They've got to stop the Texans on third down. They've had problems. Uh, I believe they were 13 of 17 – or the Bills were 13 of 17 on third down against the Titans. And uh, they're going to have to be better than that uh, against the Texans. They're good at getting them to third down, but in this game they're going to have to – to really finish strong on those drives and make sure they force the Texans to punt or kick a field goal. 
uh, one of the two. I'm also going to put uh, my key to the game on the defense. I mentioned the Texans do have some weapons on offense. And just to kind of give you an idea here, there is about uh, four or five of their uh, receivers or tight ends included in this. Pass catchers. That are at, right, pass catchers. Will Fuller is averaging 15.1 yards per reception. Uh, Randall Cobb, 13.7. Brandon Cooks, 16.6. Jordan Akins, 12 yards. Uh, Darren Fells, 15. And Kenny Stills, 13. All those guys are averaging just a lot of yards per reception. I mean, double digits is really good for that many guys. The Titans have to make sure that they don't allow the big play down the field. Play it like they did against the Bills. They made sure that the Bills did not beat them deep for that one big play. Keep everything in front of them, and I think that's really going to be one of the main keys to the game that helps them come out with the win. Right, and uh, I agree. So uh, both of our keys to the game came on the defensive side, and I think that's due to the fact that the offense has been so strong up until this point, and the defense has struggled. Uh, so with that being said, what is your bold prediction? Uh, I keep going back and forth on this. I've thrown out the uh, Derrick Henry bold prediction the past two times, and and Hadn't been right on the yards. Quite seem to get it. Hey, as long as he's getting the touchdowns that I predict for him, I'm happy with that because that means I'm we're just putting gonna, up points. I'm just going to keep my bold predictions crown on uh, because I've so far been the only one to get one right. And uh, I'm, I'm, one, I'm one ahead of you. I'm planning on getting mine right this week. I will uh, extend that lead to two. And by the end of the season, we'll see. We'll okay. see who's the king well, of the bold predictions. Here's the thing. I'm going to challenge you a little bit more because I'm fixing to throw out a bold prediction for the defense and the offense, and I want you to do the same. I'm putting you on the spot with this. Okay. My bold prediction for the defense is I'm incredible on that, the spot, in case you didn't know. Is that Kevin Byard finally gets his first interception of the season, and it will be a pick six, and I believe that would be the first of his career, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and my bold prediction for the offense is I'm going to stick with King Henry. He will have 145 rush yards and three total touchdowns, two rushing and one receiving. Okay. Um, first, I'm going to go with the bold prediction that uh, I already had down, and that is defensively. And I think that as a as a whole unit on the defense, the Titans will finish with four or more sacks. Uh, that really just being because the Texans have struggled keeping pass rushers away from Deshaun Watson. And I just think that's going to continue to be the case um, here against the Titans. So four or more sacks um, for the Titans defense. Uh, and then offensively, uh, I hadn't really put thought into it because, you know, I figured we would just go with one, but I'll, I'll just take this opportunity to increase my lead over you uh, to three to zero. Um, and what I'm going to say is that 
uh, I'm going to actually make, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that Corey Davis is going to be back for this game. Uh, it's very possible that he will be. So that is, uh, there's going to be several steps that are going to have to happen for my bold prediction to happen. So that's the first step that has to happen. So Corey Davis is going to be back. Uh, AJ Brown will have to play. So there, I'm already putting my bold prediction in jeopardy because both of those guys have to play, taking a big chance there. And then I'm going to say that both of them um, have more than 80 yards receiving. All right. So if even one of those guys is out, then your bold prediction is it's done for. Right. But I'm like you, I'm hoping that we can maybe have Corey Davis back. And like I said, I fully expect that A.J. Brown will be playing. Yeah. So we've put our bold predictions out there. Now it is time for our final score predictions. And just to uh, go back to this because I always do. You always and, do. And, uh, it, I know. You know look, at some point you're going to have to put it behind you. I feel like three years down the road no, well, well, or however many years down the road, me. the Titans are going to be playing a team that they have played this season. Hey, and you're going to be like, if you remember back uh, in the 2020 hey, look, season, I said that the Titans were, were going to beat this team. Here, I'm going to go with that score again here. Here is my reasoning for bringing this up because it shows how much things can change as the season goes on and everything. We both had the Titans winning this game when we done our original game predictions. You had them winning 24-20, to 20, and I had them winning 24-14. to 14. So just to kind of see how much our thought process has changed, especially considering over the past three weeks, the Titans have been putting up 30-plus points with the only game they didn't do that in was the Denver game, and they left points out on the field. They could have been in the you know mid-20 range if they had made all the field goals. So you know, I don't think either one of us expected this team to come out and be necessarily this explosive and putting up points. So I just wanted to see how much our predictions changed from what they were originally. Well, I'll give you a simple answer. Uh, mine has, between the two teams, uh, changed a total of seven points, four for the Titans and three for the Texans, 28-17 to 17 with a, a Titans win. All right. I'm going to go with Titans 35, Texans 20. 35-20. Uh, you've changed quite a bit on yours. Uh, I'm sticking. I don't think the Titans are going to be able to reach uh, that 30-point mark during this game just because I think that with Derrick Henry having more success, it's going to be more of a slower-paced game. Um, and so that's why I've got them at 28. Yeah, but if he's able to break out, break off a couple of those big runs, he may score on them, and there's a couple of quick touchdowns for you. Yeah, uh, I mean, but at the same time, he's got to do a lot of wearing down before he uh, breaks those big runs. And that's why I've got him at 28. I can uh, respect that. I I just – this team's been doing – they've been really explosive and been putting up 30-plus points over the past three weeks. And against this Texans team, I think they can do it again. And – Fingers crossed that we don't see any... I thought you were flipping me off. No, just fingers crossed that we don't see any toss plays. 
to yeah. uh, Derrick Henry. Agreed. Um, a to Z Sports, Austin Stanley, he put out a, a, an article doing the exact same same thing that you wanted to do. Uh, you wanted to see, you know, an average of how many yards they were getting uh, per toss play, and I believe it was like one point one, one point four, somewhere in that range. Really yep. terrible. It was like it was um, like one point one eight. Something right. like that. I mean, not good um, at all. But it was a great breakdown by him, and uh, I was glad to see, you know, because we've been wanting to see that stat, so I was glad to see that. Uh, and it reflected kind of exactly, you know, what how we felt about it. it it's right. not working. You know, you sent that to me, and I'm glad to see that there is someone else out there who agrees with me. I mean, he right. even well, shared he's some been, of his tweets. He's been tweeting about it for, for weeks. Right, and you know, I've I've been talking about it since I think the Denver game. How you know they don't need to run that toss to him, and they just they keep throwing a couple in every game, and it's not working. I think I can't remember exactly, but he's maybe only had one or two runs that actually he was able to go over ten yards on that toss. I think and. We- yeah, I think one of them was for like 16. Right, but which then is his longest he's, run of the season. But then you have one that was um, like for a loss of seven. So here's to hoping we don't see many more of those. Right. Um, guys, that's all that we've got for this week's episode. Hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I do want to remind you that our giveaway is going to be ending here soon. Uh, You only have a limited amount of time remaining to enter that, and that is for one of these shirts. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see that. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, um, it is one of our Titans Time shirts and a $20 gift card to the Titans Pro Shop. So even if you don't want the shirt, I feel like that is a great deal. Uh, Getting the shirt, super comfortable. I mean, you know, even if you don't wear it, whatever. Uh, but $20 at the Titans Pro Shop. Um, so you can enter that on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Our Twitter is Titans underscore time. Our Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. Uh, and our Facebook is Titans Time. Also, make sure that you check out our website, TitansTimePodcast.com. And guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us some comments. Leave us some questions. Let us know how we're doing anything else you might want to hear. And if you leave us questions, we'll make sure to answer them on the next podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, turn on the post notifications, like the video, share the video, leave us some comments on there. We're always looking at the comments, guys, and trying to interact with everyone that uh, listens to the podcast or watches the YouTube videos. This has been Titan's Tom, and as always, tighten up.